You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. You've tuned into Fully Booked once more with myself, Mace. Myself, French. Myself, P. Andrew. And today we are reviewing the book Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Why it can matter more than IQ. The boys, tell me your thoughts. I'll leave, I'll leave one of you to, to kick off. I mean, French, you generally go first. I mean, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't we can switch it up like we did last time. Go ahead, P. Okay, I'll take. We don't have a formula written on the wall. Oh no, no, no! But French generally leads the um. Sorry, the review, I didn't realize so. you're a man of habit. Um, actually, habit is good. But anyway, um, I'll come out the gate with my rating and give the book a three out of five. Um, it's not an exciting book, but rather an interesting book. No, this is your opinion. Not, it's not an exciting book. Yeah, that's why it's called my. That's why it's called my book review. <laughs> that's why it's called my book review. Oh, you started already. Um, it starts with what I describe as a slow but interesting and difficult beginning with technical turns, which may or may not interest you, but provide you with some foundation going forward. Give us an example. Um, if someone hasn't read the book, how are they going to know what technical turns? It could be something simple as brain, and it's just that you don't know what that means. Um, technical turns. I'll give an example. Um, it should be quite. Barely. Yeah, but remember, there's people people out there listening to our book review who actually they're interested in what this book's about shall I go out and read it myself and I'm going to base it on fully books book review so you need to give a bit more of a detailed breakdown that's interesting it, it that's interesting you asked a question but you, you, you're you not allowing me to answer alright so <laughs> so let me answer the question okay so example go. if we were science is something which generally has a lot of technical terms yeah. so my example would be in science uh, for example there's a lot of um, terms which need to be um broken down so you can actually understand um, things maybe going forward and that's why I felt this book generally has there's a lot of technical terms which need to such be... as Amigaldo there's a, there's a term in there called I think it's Amigaldo okay do you want to explain what that means do you want to just let yeah, I know, yeah. Like, yeah just chill bro I'm excited yeah, I today bro drinks earlier okay as I mentioned anyways a lot of technical terms which um, may or may not interest you um, the content provided uh, sorry, the content provided good context to refer to and allowed me to reflect. Reflect, sorry, I'm speaking to my younger and future self. I will definitely look over the book again for reference, um, but also moving forward, being a, not necessarily a good teacher, obviously, but I've worked in education, um, but being a good person and perhaps maybe a father one day. Um, I would highly recommend the book <laughs> to someone in the education sector as it provides great content, context, and was a good read from that perspective of educating yourself. Can you give any examples? And I will cut you up. Um, by the way, just my yeah, nature. No, no, yeah. no, I've got examples. So if you allow me to maybe finish, we'll, we can get to the examples. For me, the passages that were poignant, that were poignant. Word of the day. Um, yeah, um, were um, the cost of emotional literacy, um, the fight and shooting in the school over something trivial, which is something to which obviously... Um, Fine, I can go into that as well. Well, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, you can. In your, in, in, your, in, in your review. Yeah, um, I won't Yeah, so the fight and... So I said the fight and shooting in the school over something trivial, which is something, not to say that's a common occurrence, but something that's crept into our society, dare I say. Um, and to which obviously had... Well, I'll say a lot of us anyway... Um, had those individuals or he had been a maybe a bit more emotional intelligence, intelligent, things would have been different. Um, but going or moving forward, um, School for Bullies, which was about working with children and seeing results, which was very, very good from my point of view in having worked in education. Um, and emotional malaise and preventing aggression and cost of more dignity, 
which was about the rising rates of depression. Um, I enjoyed the definitions, Dana's story, um, depression with children, and something which I question is due to our values, why we're becoming more depressed. And my favorite chapter, which was the final chapter in the book, was Schooling the Emotions, which really swung the book in my favor, as it is a, sorry, as to its fantastic examples, content, and context of educating emotional intelligence with young learners as young as six. Other than the final chapter, there were other good chapters in which formed my views to which I would recommend you to read and share. I don't think you're going to say that still. No, I mean, obviously we've had discussions obviously regarding the book and I said to begin with, I wasn't quite really enjoying the book, mm. but that, as in, anyway, that last chapter really, really swung it for me. What was it in that last chapter that swung it for you? Um, because I think there were things I felt personally that I could, ref not refer to, that I could relate to because I felt had I been a bit more emotional intelligent when I was younger, I think, as I mentioned, obviously, I mentioned earlier, um, there's a lot of reflecting I've had to do, I think, from that chapter in that I felt, you know, had I been emotional intelligent at not necessarily six, but from a younger age, I might have been different in terms of maybe the way I turned out. Not that I'm disappointed with the way I turned out, but it would be interesting to see or see where I would have been as a person. Do you think your perspective changes, though, as you get older in terms of emotional intelligence? Because you could have been aware when you were six and seven, but not known this is emotional intelligence. So your perspective now changes now that you're older. Um, I think you're, yeah, I, th I think I understand where you're coming from in terms of your perspective changing. I think what I meant from certainly the last chapter was, I think the kids were, um, taught how to be obviously a bit more emotional intelligent in terms of asking questions. So when they found things difficult, they would ask questions and from there obviously resolve their, their issues for lack of a better phrase, dare I say. And I think those are things that were missing I don't say missing from my childhood, but I'll say missing from education, certainly when I was growing up. So I just feel, yeah, I just feel things like that, I think were really, really important. I think obviously having worked in a secondary school, I thought, you know what, had things such as that been implemented, certainly in, in secondary school, but certainly prior to secondary school, I think there's a lot of problems that we're encountering today, which probably wouldn't be the case. Yeah, it definitely makes a good, good shout for that mm -hmm. throughout the whole book. You say you give it a three out of five, P. What, why not any higher if you'd recommend it to someone um i just think i found i didn't think it was a um all right so i've recently i'm not going to name the other book i've recently read but i mean I've, i read that book in a week and a half whereas i found this book quite difficult to so read it didn't keep your attention um no it didn't quite keep my attention but i felt it was a difficult read but whereas obviously the last chapter to which obviously we're discussing now i thought that was a very interesting read so i was able to read through that very very quickly because not that it had my attention, but I was really enjoying the read. And as I mentioned, obviously, with some of the things in the beginning of the book in terms of some of the um, um, technical terms that need to be broken down, it started really slow before it started becoming a bit more interesting. What was the other book that you read? What kind of book? Fiction or non-fiction? Um, it's non-fiction. Non-fiction. I just didn't want to get into the title. I can't. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to say the title, but context in terms of is it oh sorry no I mean it was the book is called How To Be I think it's called How To Be Right yeah so <laughs> you just said you're going to give the name no nah, I just thought let me just instead of like beating around the bush let me just explain obviously what the book was so I yeah. just found that an interesting book and it was based on but you read it in a week yeah a week week and a half and I was like really enthused in terms of reading it is there anything you took from the Emotional Intelligence book by Daniel Goldman the book that we're, we're reviewing today that you actively will use and, and consciously will use we're making decisions when you're just going forward or is it is there anything is there anything that you've read here which has registered with you so much and, and um, 
Resonated. Resonated with you so much. Actually, subconsciously, it might, it might not stick with you when making decisions, whether it's rash decisions, whether it's for decisions that are thought through, that, that you've had time to sit down and think through. Um, again, probably just leading on, obviously, the, the final chapter. Um, obviously, in having worked in education and, hey, actually having a niece, um, to which she's, let's see, seven stroke, eight years of age. Maybe, in fact, she's going on nine, sorry. Um, I think that would probably be something which should be integral in her life at this moment in time, having going mostly by the book and in, 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 in the last chapter. So I would say when I'm thinking of the book, I'm thinking about, you know what, this is how I would like to raise my children in terms of maybe questioning things and stuff like that. And at the same time, as we're just talking about the book that I just read, the book more so kind of encourages you to question things. So yeah, I just, yeah, just begin to question things. So whether it's your, emotion, your personal emotions or whether it's looking forward in regards to maybe raising children one day, um, enabling them to question their emotions and ask questions. That's good. Um, final question from me. So the part of the book's title is why it can matter more than HQ. Sorry, HQ, headquarters. IQ. Um, intelligence co- quotient, quotation? No, intelligence. I can't remember what IQ stands for now. But anyway, IQ. <laughs> what? Um, intelligence quotient. What, um, what's your thoughts? Does it matter more than IQ? Is it a, is it, is it a, a, a matchup? Is IQ of more importance? Does it depend on what world you're looking at? The working world, the, the, um, y- your um, social world? Does it, does it depend on the world you're within that it's based? What's your thoughts? Um, I think it's important to have a balance, but I would say, for me personally, I would say emotional intelligence because I think it's important to be able to question things. You yourself. Does it need value that higher than IQ? Yeah, me, myself. I think IQ is really important, but I think I would value emotional intelligence more important. In, co- in what context, though? And I think it's important to question things. I think wherever you are. Okay, if I, I, I need to support a family. I need to go out to work. I need to own my own business. I can have all the emotional intelligence well if I'm not a drop of IQ. Is that going to help me? That's why I said balance. Interrogation over? No, no, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. I'm just, I'm asking questions that people at home might want to ask. I don't know. There might be someone out there that's a bit bizarre like me. <laughs> And maybe they didn't hear the word balance as well, <laughs> like yourself. I think that was a good good review. I'll probably lead on from where the points that you was making. I think for me today, I as you know, I, I write my notes and I do a thorough book review. But unfortunately, yesterday, all my notes are deleted. So I'm going off the top right now. But um, in general, I think it was a great book. Uh, do you know what? I thought it was a poignant um, fact that I did lose the notes and I think at the moment I messaged you guys and said I was pissed but within that moment of saying I was pissed I wasn't pissed like I, I wasn't literally as soon as I said it I reframed it and I was like it's cool it's fine do you know why sorry to cut you but do you know why I know out of the three of us you'd be the most upset and most um, damned about losing your notes because you're very very structured you're very much like and you're very studious you're probably out of the three of us, and he might beg to differ, but French is definitely the one who will definitely do the most research, definitely question any opinion that, or thoughts that are given to him. So I know for a fact, when you've made those notes, you've studied those notes, you've counter-argued those notes, you've found other books to, to go against those notes, then you've researched that actually make your own opinion. So I know you would have been, you would have been devastated to lose your notes. I know how long it would have taken you, but... On the flip side, I'm glad because, because now you're going to sometimes speak from my perspective with, with yourself when you kind of give your book reviews. They're always in-depth, always detailed. But sometimes we're like, okay, so what if I just ask you the question on the spot? 
rather than you having all these notes and almost like a pre-prepared machine that's ready to just reel off. So with all that being said, let me know your thoughts. No, I was just going to say it, it was quite poignant word of the day um, that I did lose my notes and with it being about emotional intelligence, I realised in the moment when I did lose them, I was, as I said, I messaged you guys, I was like, I'm pissed and fuming. But as I said it, literally as soon as I said it, I reframed it and I was like, you know, it's cool. I, I actually sat down and enjoyed the process more than actually taking the notes. Like, I, obviously, as you know, like I write a lot of notes and I go, quite go, go deep into it, so to speak. But I actually enjoyed the process of actually doing it and just reading the book and I enjoying the book. And I think it was the last two chapters of this book that I, I enjoyed the most. I'm kind of picking up from where you were speaking about, Pete. Some of the things that um, I was going to mention, I've kind of looked just before um, we've linked up. So I've got a couple of pieces that I could read from, but a lot of my notes, as I said, they're all gone. So I can't really go into it too much. But I think one of the poignant marks, I keep saying that word now, one of the um, parts that I did, I think was good in regards to what it covers in regards to the school, the school system, education system, and just society. I think that conversation has been coming up a lot recently. Yeah. I mean, I've been having those conversations recently in terms of the society and the school system. And, I was, and basically one of my points was making is the school system basically makes you, you sit down for eight hours, you have your lunch, you have your breaks, and you then go into work and do the same thing. So it's, it's churning out people just to work and that's it. It's like a conveyor belt. It's literally a conveyor belt. A conveyor belt. But I think one of the good points that I think was um, that a person made in this book, and she does state in regards to emotional intelligence, is learning doesn't take place in isolation from kids' feelings. Being emotionally literate is as important for learning as instruction in math and reading. I thought that was really good because we don't have no emotional intelligence lessons in in our systems today. So it's very hard, as you said, in regards to the school shootings and things like that, um, that they can be avoided. These situations can be avoided if we're taught a lot of emotional intelligence from such a young age. And I think this book definitely gives a good argument for it. And not just in regards to education, I think in, in general, emotional intelligence, it gives you, this book, I, I think it gives you tactics in terms of whether you're in a marriage and you're having uh, arguments, it gives you, um, I think one of the points is talking about you counting down your, your heart rate. I mean, I know, it's, I know it's impractical at times, but if it's something that you teach yourself and it becomes a habit, but if you get to a certain point and you're in an argument and your heart rate goes over a certain uh, beats per minute, yeah, then something within your brain, uh, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, we covered it in one of the previous Yeah, one of the, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we definitely yeah. touched on it, but basically you lose control, so to, so to speak. You get, you get like an emotional hijacking. And if you're aware of that and you can then say, all right, cool, I'm getting to this heart, this particular number of my beats per minute, you can then evolve... Um, stop having an argument to say to say the least um, but yeah I think it, it gives good tips on how to to help yourself in, in all situations I think it's a really good book um, another point I think I was going to make is it reads yeah one of the parts that I read that I thought was really good and I thought even before I read the book I'm quite aware of emotional intelligence anyway then it kind of reads uh, ingredients so to speak of what emotional intelligence is and they say it includes self-awareness, identifying, expressing and managing feelings, 
impulse control and delaying gratification and handling stress and anxiety. A key ability in <coughs> apologies. A key ability in impulse control is knowing the difference between feelings and actions and learning to make better emotional decisions by first controlling the impulse to act, then identifying alternative actions and the consequences before acting. I think that kind of for me sums up what emotional intelligence is and I've always kind of been aware and had those those skills from from quite young, I would say. I was always aware. I've always had some form of awareness, not always made the right decisions through using emotional intelligence, but definitely been aware. So yeah, overall, yeah, I think it was a great book. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think parts of it was a bit too scientific um for your your, your average reader, I guess, or your layman. But in general, I think it provides a lot of gems. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. I would only give it three out of five, though. Or no, three and a half out of five, should I say. The reason being is because... I, the reason why I say that is because we stopped like halfway through the book. And when we did stop, it took me a little while to get fully back into the book and the momentum. But I think, as I said, the last two chapters was... Yeah, I couldn't put the book down. Can you tell me how... How does emotional intelligence assist or benefit you in your everyday working life? I think you've got to have emotional intelligence whether you're, you're dealing with clients, whether you're dealing with family, whether you're dealing with friends. You've got to be able to, I guess, assist, look at, look at a situation and kind of get a vibe. I think emotional intelligence, a lot of it is to do with energies as well. So if someone new was to, to come to the studio or wherever we was, you could feel the energy whether they're in a good mood or bad mood or a bit shifty, whatever it is, you can kind of, well, I find, I find it quite easy to kind of tell if the mood changes or the temperature changes in the room, so to speak. So I think that's, that's heavily to do with emotional intelligence. So you mentioned something, obviously, within the whole schooling thing, and it made mm. me think, um, I don't know if it's a conversation we've had before, but it might be one I've had recently with other people in that. I've somewhat thought about potentially, uh, obviously, if and when I had kids, I may potentially even homeschool them. I mean, or like I've been thinking, how would I get the balance right? Because I think it's important for kids to be in and around other kids, like at certain ages. But I think there's a part of homeschooling which interests me in that being able to teach them things other than the curriculum. So it's funny you should say that because I think I was at a business conference and I got speaking with a woman that basically said that she does homeschooling with her children. Yeah. And it's quite becoming a normal thing for when you say it, because obviously before Months Upon a Time, it had a bit of a stigma attached Yeah. Whereas nowadays, it's a bit more that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the system seems to, to be failing a lot, of, a lot of children that go into the schools. Yeah, over the past like, couple of days, maybe there's a few things I've been either hearing or maybe seeing on my feed and stuff like that. And it's made me think, you know what? Um, there are aspects to, the aspects to the education system that I think are really, really good, all good. Um, but there are aspects, I think, that are away from the system which I think are perhaps maybe more important or I believe that should be involved in the system. And unfortunately, is you can't actually, you can and you can't cater to everybody. So yeah, you yeah, can't. Of course. So, but there's, yeah, there's aspects which I like and aspects to which I think um, maybe it might be best that I homeschool a child or my child or what have you. I think in the book it does mention about a course, um, I can't remember what the, it's called, something science in regards to its actual course yeah. to do with emotional intelligence. Yeah. But it's taught last in a, chapter. Yeah, it's taught in a private school. Yeah. And they then talk about, <clears throat> and I think it was really good that he then talks about how it can be used in, in a city. So like in the hood or whatever, whatnot. Yeah. And he gives really good examples. And unfortunately, I think one, <clears throat> one of the examples, a student ended up dying, but he still, 
remembers the lessons he was taught in those particular emotional intelligence classes. And as I think it was, as he was dying, he was gonna, he said something about, I'm gonna tell them about these classes when I get to, to heaven, basically. I thought it was really good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, I think the way, just the way the book's written as well, like it does give you different perspectives and he does, he doesn't shy away from the fact, because obviously it's, it's based in America, but he doesn't shy away from the fact that there are differences <clears throat> when you're growing up. So some people are raised in a different way. So when you're raised in a different environment, your emotional intelligence has to be that much sharper or that much. Well, we're all, we're all raised in inner city London. Yeah. And I think like we've all got friends who were, you know, either have been led the wrong way in life or certain things have happened. And at the same time, we've got friends who have done really, really well in life. But from my own perspective, I know for a fact it's such a thin line. Mm. Like when I was a teenager, there were certain things that like I was never that bad or anything like that. But there was always people around me. If I wanted to get involved in certain things, I could. And there's always there's been situations where I might have been with someone at a party where something's happened and actually I'm now an accomplice or I'm, it's, you know, under that joint venture, you're now in trouble, that kind of thing. Mm. So I think it's about, for me, and I won't start my book with you yet, but having the emotional intelligence to recognise when something's going to happen or recognise to stay away from certain characters because actually you hang around with this person for too, for too long and you know you're going to get drawn into something that actually you don't want to be. Does that make sense? And I think yeah, that, for me, that's where emotional is very important. Yeah, and I think uh, the last, the latter part of the book, he, he then then goes on to define like the old school way of calling emotional intelligence is character. It's plain and simple. You've got you need to have character about you. So yeah, it goes goes hand in hand. Yeah, but yeah, three and a half stars out of five for me for this book. I would definitely recommend it. I would say you need to be in the mood to read it. It's not just a sit down and kind of blase reader I think you need to actually be in the mood to learn so to speak because it is very interesting there's a lot to learn there's a lot of gems in there and even though I did lose my notes I probably will read it again to be honest at some point what's your um, finally from me anyway what's your thoughts on emotional intelligence and whether or not it matters more than IQ whether it goes hand in hand whether IQ trumps all what's, what's your thoughts I wouldn't say IQ trumps all, not at all. I think it goes hand in hand. I think with everything in life, there's got to be balance. So I definitely go with a balance. EQ is just as important as IQ, intelligence quotient. <laughs> yeah, I think it's equally as important. That's cool. My, that's, my, that's my view. Excellent. All right, shall I kick off with my yeah, book review? Yeah? Yeah. Um, similar to you, French, I actually did have some notes. and No, no, I've... <laughs> that's interesting. Love you first. <laughs> no, I... I can scroll down and show you them. They're right there on the screen. So I did have, I did have some notes mm. and I've actually recently, I know it's going to sound like excuses, excuses, you know, cat at my homework and all that rubbish, but I actually um, upgraded my phone and from the last saved, you know, when you back up your phone and all that and the last saved, when you then, anyway, I've got yeah, some I notes. Saved, yeah, <laughs> just get on, just get on <laughs> with it, mate. Right, so I'll start off with this. So this is something I read throughout the course of the book and it's something that I noted down when I read it. And it's just a, a quick statement. I just want to know your thoughts. The single most important factor in job performance and achievement is emotional intelligence. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Say the that single again. most important factor in job performance and achievement is emotional intelligence. What are you? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think. I think if your if your job has 
depending on what your job is. Yeah, I was going to say high performance, but I think there are times within your job you need to make decisions. And I think that's where your emotional intelligence takes over and guides you as to what type of decision you need to make. What's your thoughts, French? Because I think it's a bold statement. I think it is. I think it's it's dependent, job job dependent. I think because there's certain jobs that you need to be intelligent to do and there's certain jobs, I mean, like working with... Another person or students or something like that. You do definitely. I think it is imperative to have emotional intelligence. But well, if you're an IT support, exactly. An, but that's my an point. IT support. You don't have to actually. The only communication you have is someone sends in an email to say, actually, my um, uh, I can't log into the internet, and you don't exactly. have any other intelligence. You need definite IQ to to resolve that problem. Okay. All right. So what's, throughout, your, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'll break you down. Don't worry. So for our I did think another part of the book review, I mean the book was the first part, Aristotle's Challenge. Yeah. I think we discussed that in the first part. I think that brought out a good conversation. Okay. But yeah, carry on, so bro. So throughout reading Daniel Goldman's book, you begin to realise why he makes such a vast claim. So that that's a statement in the book that I've taken directly out of the book. Mm-hmm. And begin to wonder to yourself if the if the almost robotic process of going through the schooling system, which you mentioned earlier. Um, studying your ass off getting amazing grades is all that is required to gain the top job or actually doesn't even know when to be empathetic when to be sympathetic when to remo- when to remove bureaucratic political correctness just as or it's just as or even more important than having the technology of a job role so that's that's what I've said and I'll give you an example even with your with a doctor for instance for me you, there's no doubt whatsoever you need to study for that. You need to have a certain amount of, of intelligence because it's all good being, having emotional intelligence and, and saying, oh, I really empathize and sympathize with you. I'm going to prescribe you something for hernia when actually, you know, you've got a headache. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's important to, to have a balance and I'll get to that in a sec. It's scientifically proven that the emotional mind is far quicker than the rational mind. And we see this various times throughout the book, with one example being the story of Gary and Mary Jane Chauncey at the beginning of the book, who they're, they're involved in an accident. I think they're on a train and their daughter has cerebral palsy and the train, um, the train crashes and the train's about to, it's about to um, submerge into a river. And before it does, I think they managed to open the window and push their daughter out. Now, in terms of IQ and in terms of emotional intelligence their immediate reaction was just to get their daughter saved. They actually drown and perish um, from, that, from, that, from, that, from that train crash. Um, but what happens is, what kicked in there was almost emotional intelligence where we need to save our daughter straight away. Whereas IQ might have said, if we get ourselves in a position where we can save ourselves, maybe we get out and, and pull our daughter. But straight away it was, save our daughter, save our daughter, save our daughter. And actually their daughter was saved. And they actually, they, they, they unfortunately drown and perish. But it just shows that with emotional intelligence, um, what tends to happen, or with emotions, what tends to happen is emotions will kick in before you have a chance to actually think about the actions you'll take, your, your, the actions you need to carry out. Does that make sense almost? But, it, but in, a, in a job role, how would that then differ? Well, we can apply this to your everyday working environment whereby your emotional mind might want you to react in a certain way. So you might 
you might have a meeting with your line manager, your director, whatever, and they might say something that, or you, you, might, you might already have woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you might be in a bad mood. You have a meeting, they say something that triggers you off. Maybe they say, you haven't done this piece of work I've been asking you for, and whereas you've been working your ass off of, on it, and they don't appreciate the effort you've been making. Emotion, you, your emotional mind might straight away want to snap and say, you don't, you know, effing blind and all the rest of it. Whereas if you take two, three, four, five seconds to actually sit back and think, Actually, if I react like that, my P, was it P60, P45? My P45 is going to be on my desk and I'll be out the door. So actually, you take deep breaths, similar to the whole situation with um, the married couple, whereby they, it, it turns out that if you actually take 10 seconds and breathe or go for a walk and come back, you can actually have a, a, a more a conversation which is relevant to the points being made rather than just reacting on pure emotion. So... With that being said, I think emotional intelli- emotions and keeping them in check and emotional intelligence, it's about recognizing that we can, we do and can sometimes react on instincts, but recognizing that we will do that and actually taking three or four seconds to ourselves to think and think, okay, actually, let me take three or four seconds. Let me, let me take on board what's being said. Let me not react straight away. And then actually I can, I can give a response which is more informative, more detailed, and more measured rather than reacting completely on emotional impulse. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, I understand. So throughout the book, I think what Daniel Goldman e- emphasizes is that, and what, what kind of rings home true to myself is, with emotional intelligence, IQ is important. And I think, depending on the industry you work in, it can be way more, for me, for me, it can be way more important than emotional intelligence. Yeah? Can you give an example? Um... I'm thinking economics. So, um, yeah. We're in economics. Say, say that again? We're in economics. So I'm thinking, ah, I was about to say trading, but now you're, you're, I know what you're going to say to me because you, 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 you do trading. So No, but I just found it interesting when you yeah. said that. I'm thinking, for me, um, emotional intelligence is, it relates to uh, almost like a people environment. It's, it's, it relates to working with others. It relates to um, when you're involved with stakeholders working on a project because of the, wh- wh- where I come from my industry I work in it's all about keeping people on site keeping people um, on board in check and making people want to do things for you or just do things off their own back because actually they recognise that you're you're a good person almost if you if you speak to someone or treat someone like absolute piss you're going to get that back and don't expect any favours does that make sense? so sometimes you might be really cheesed off someone might make a mistake but actually you need to check that in and realize everyone makes mistakes. How do I approach situations so that actually, A, there's relevant training there so that it doesn't happen again or we reduce the risk of it happening again. And B, they've made this mistake. Let's not make too much of a big deal out of it so that later on down the line, everyone makes mistakes. I'm likely to make a mistake. I might need to call in a favor. So that's, for me, that's where emotional intelligence works. I could, go on. I oh, know, I mean, Sorry, no, I was just, I mean, I've been thinking, I think there's something you said French and obviously you've been speaking about um, the parents who saved their child. Yeah. And obviously I've been on a plane recently. So over the past week or so, I've seen signs such as if there's an emergency, save, save yourself. yourself first before you save your child. And obviously that's the example you've just given. But yeah. I'm thinking, okay, IQ involves a lot of knowledge base. So that's the information they're providing me as to what I should do in, a, in an incident. But my emotional intelligence may k- kick in and may question, actually, if I can save her... All right, 
if I can say for her very, very quickly before I then put on my life jacket, I might be then in a position where we're both okay. But if I save myself first, she, might, she, he or she may not be in a situation where I can then save him. So where my emotional intelligence kicks in is now we're making decisions. We understand the, the knowledge that you're providing me, but now I'm making decisions. But go on, sorry. I don't know if you want right. to say Let me in. give an example. Plain car, almost similar, right. Have you guys ever been in a car when you were younger maybe an uncle, mum, your father driving you and they've nearly crashed. Yeah. yeah. And if you've been in the passenger seat, what's the first thing they do? Put their arm there. Put their arm across, right? Yeah. So, rather than, so they might nearly crash and what they're half concentrating on pressing the brake, but actually half concentrating on saving you. Yeah. With that whole plane incident, if you take emotions away and logic sits and logic, logic basically comes straight into it, logic may say, actually, if I get myself in a position where I'm free and okay. I'm in a be- I stand a better chance of saving the person next to me. Whereas if I'm half trying to focus on me and half trying to focus on the person next to me, we both might perish. Does that make sense? Cool. I think- so with the car incident, for instance, someone's trying to press hard on the brake or if they focus on, actually, I, can't hit- I don't want to hit this car. Maybe if I brake, even if I do an emergency stop, I'm still going to hit it. I need to concentrate on swerving or to try and avoid it. To do that, I need to look in the wing mirror. I look, in- look into, my- into my rear view mirror. But if I've got someone in the passenger seat I care about, my, other- my initial instinct is... Like that. So I'm half and half. And actually, I might not swerve enough. I might hit the car. Oncoming traffic and actually takes us both out. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the point I think I was trying to make was that... Um, sorry, I don't want to lose my point. The point I was trying to make is... The information provided is generally quite generic. As in, if this happens, this is what you need to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing to do across the board. So I think what I'm, what I'm referencing in regards to emotional intelligence is with my emotional intelligence, depending on what the situation is looking at or looking like is where I'm then going to start making those decisions. Do, why do you think they might say that on an aircraft or an airplane? Why do you when think? you travel, who do you normally travel with? People very close to you, right? Family, friends, people that mean a lot to you. So yeah. they probably, I don't know, but there's probably been instances where the first thing people want to do is save that person next to them. And in doing so, inadvertently, you know, might because they're fiddling down for someone's um, oxygen mask. Yeah. There's so much going on rather than if you just focus on yourself, it's a lot more strategic to do so. And actually it's a lot more, how can I put it? Process driven. Does that yeah. make sense? That's, that, that's probably one of the reasons why that you highlight the fact is save yourself. Because actually you trying to reach back to the person behind you, your, your 15 year old daughter or whatever, is going to interrupt with other people who are trying to, get out of that oxygen mask or maybe, you know, get into a safety position and cause ongoing obstruction, which actually will, in the long run, severely impact on the whole aircraft rather than everyone saves themselves or not saves themselves, but everyone think about what you're doing first, act strategic in that matter. If everyone's acting in, it's just like a fire escape. You know, when you're you're at a workplace and people say, this is the process for a fire escape or sorry, for a fire evacuation. It's so that everyone's, all in tune in the right mind. If you didn't have a process, everyone would go crazy and all of a sudden, System. what could be a disaster of 20 people is now 200. And, and the reason they probably put that in and try and drum it into you is because actually, emotion will kick in and immediately you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's my partner or there's my daughter, there's my son. I agree and disagree. For me, that depends on your level of um, emotional intelligence. Me, I think mine's at a level where I can make, <laughs> I can make decisions. So Pete, if you was in a seat, you was at sea, you, your wife, your child, Say and child, because we're someone, someone who's probably yeah, invulnerable. Child. Yeah, yeah, I was a child. Yeah, your wife, your child. Yep. You both, you, you all crash. Yep. Are you going to try and save them first or save yourself? 
reminding you that you there is one thingy or one one rubber apparatus that can help you and then help yourself to help them. I think the point I'm making is obviously um, what would you do first and foremost? Again, what I was going to say is all it is all situation based. But the point I'm making is if I can swim, to which I can swim okay ish, and we're talking about a minor who can't swim. If they're then put into a position where it is now very, very difficult to save them, I think I will try to save them and help them first, get them to a point where they're okay, and then help myself if I need to put on a life jacket or what have you. That's just my point of view anyway. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I know. How did, this all came up because I basically said that um, I think... Did I say I said IQ is in some situations might be more important than emotional intelligence. Is that why this came up? Sorry, what I was going to say, yeah, it was. It, what I was going to say, as you when you mentioned, was that it'd be very interesting to see if anyone can put in a comment, um, also because this will go on iCloud, not iCloud, sorry, iTunes, etc., etc. And then once it goes onto um, social media, from there, if someone's got a comment as to where they feel um, IQ um, is more important. <laughs> outweighs, you know, outweighs in certain situations. That'd be interesting. Okay, yeah. So the point I was going to move on to, I think. In certain situations, it might be the case where IQ outweighs emotional intelligence. But in the environment that I work in and where um, forming partnerships or being involved in teams and, and generally being a good team player and actually you know you're going to come across the same type of people or same companies um, on different projects, having a, a degree of emotional intelligence is very, very important. I've worked in a workplace previously where there was someone who actually started within the organization. They were super, super intelligent. They brought in a new process of how to streamline what we were doing. We worked in like, um, it was logistics and they brought in a new process of how to streamline. The only problem was they didn't, they just couldn't work. They couldn't speak to people. They didn't understand people's, they just didn't understand people and they couldn't, they just couldn't speak to people in a way that brought people on board. So even though I, I do believe that their method was better for the organization, the way they approached it and the fact they couldn't relay their message in a way which was people-friendly meant that everyone was almost against them. And, I, and that's what I found previously. And that was what made me realize, actually, you can have all the intelligence in the world, but guess what? If you're not a people person, or if you don't know how to communicate that in a way which brings people on board with what you believe in and take on, and even if you think your process or your procedure is the only and right way, still take on board and listen to what people say and have done in the past because also you, sometimes you get a lot of feedback about this is the way we've always done it. You're going to struggle to actually have an impact within the working environment where I've come from. So what I would say is emotional intelligence is very, very important. I was out earlier. I had some Christmas, I had a Christmas meal and Christmas drinks and some consultants came down to meet us. And even though I had a couple of drinks, I knew what was going on. One of the consultants that came down, we we're having a catchable conversation and every now and again, he'd throw in the odd question as to, so who else do you work with then? And who's getting the majority of your jobs and all the rest of it? And I knew what he's doing, but he was, he was so kind of engaging and almost, I don't know, French, you're normally good with terms, but almost like, how can I put it? Um, making me feel good about myself. Yeah. So he, it was almost like, okay, do you know what? When I get a job on board, I'm going to consider such and such and I'm going to consider working with such because he's a good guy. And that's what's important. That's what is important. And that comes from emotional intelligence, understanding the people, the clients you're working with, what they want, how, what, what, what kind of feeds their ego, what they want to hear. If, you, if you're standing there with pretty much a mannequin, you're going to think, well, this is boring. Okay, so there's work. But what else outside of the working world? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So for me, emotional intelligence, 
similar to both yourself. I think there is a balance, but I do think that in some situations, one can outweigh the other. And I've tried to give examples, whether people agree with them or not. I don't know, because maybe I haven't given the best. So I didn't come here prepared with examples. Boris, so I do believe yeah. in there are places where, no, I do believe there are 100% places where emotional intelligence trumps IQ. I'm, I just would love to hear where IQ trumps emotional intelligence because I'm very, I'm unsure there'll be a strong imbalance where I believe there's a, there are places where there's a massive imbalance where emotional intelligence trumps IQ. Uh, answer me, answer me, answer me this then. If, if we even talk about politics. Yeah. You've got someone in charge at the moment who maybe, they've got a really tough decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. He put himself in that. So that's a lot of EQ that was involved, right. weren't, that weren't involved. But right. go on. Without going too much into depth, into, into, the, into the realms of politics, because it's obviously, well, it's not, we're not focused on that. They've got a decision to make based on not necessarily emotional sense, because I'm sure if they go out, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about a major decision in terms of what's going on, but I'm talking about even little decisions. They've got little decisions to make, which actually IQ might matter more than emotional intelligence. Um, I'm not too sure there, because I think emotional intelligence is what put a lot of people in this situation in the first place. I, have, I don't think it had anything to do with IQ. I think it's what people wanted rather than what was right. Unless you're going to tell me otherwise. I think it's what people wanted rather than what is actually correct. And I think we'll find ourselves in a situation, not to go too, too deep into it because we know I can go on, all right? But I think we find ourselves in a situation where people are now looking and IQ is like, no, they're very simple. This is going to happen if you do this and this is going to happen if you do this. So people are now having to backtrack and I think people would like to use emotional intelligence. In fact, people are going to be forced to use emotional intelligence as to what is right and what is wrong. And that's why you're hearing questions such as a second referendum and so on and so forth. These are not things that people want to do, but people might be forced to do these type of things. Let me, let me give you something more simple. So you've got, in America, for instance, you've got, um, you've got and politics again, but this is very, very simple. So you've got uh, um, Mexicans who want to get into the country to better themselves, Yeah. And if, obviously, if I'm Prime Minister and I'm purely focused on someone wanting to come into the country better themselves, they want to work, they, they, want to, they just want to work and actually they're going to economically boost the country, I would want to let them in. But actually, what Donald Trump's having to do, and I, I know I mentioned names, but what Donald Trump's having to do is take on board, is intelligently actually say, are you going to drain our resources? Drain our resources. Yeah, okay. So can I resources. speak from a British point of view? From Brit, because obviously this is what we're encountering. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, fantastic. But what's hold on? What's your thoughts on that? Emotionally wise, let me ask you. You ask me a question. I, I, I want, I want, I want the person next to you. It it's no skin off my back. The person next to me can, you know what I mean? Can can be okay in life. It okay. makes no difference to me. That is, well, well, it might if if people are draining resources, um, natural, natural NHS, you know, medical service and government, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. We, it's, we, it's just, it's, a, it's popular for what situation we're born in. Does that make sense? So if you ask me that question or say something as silly to me as that, I'll say, well, certainly from a British point of view, um, immigrants are net contributors to, the, to, to, to society. So I'll say, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? You, right, you so are clearly touching on people's just, emotions. Right, forget, forget the countries, forget the countries. No, sorry, forget, forget, like, forget, um, how can I put it? Forget... Let's just say, let's just say you're, you're your own country, yeah? You've got 50 people in your country, you've got one doctor, yeah? I myself and 
50 of my friends. That's not realistic, but go on. Where, where are you going with the book review, though? <laughs> I'm just trying to... What I'm trying to get at is... Don't go political with I'm trying to, No, no, what I'm trying to get at is emotional sense versus IQ. Yeah. So emotional sense would say... Say Pete's got one doctor in his city, town, whatever it is, yeah? And actually, the services are stretched, yeah? So intelligence would say, we can't have any more people in, in this town or city or village, whatever it is. And I'm saying, hey, like, let me in. I don't want to do any harm or anything, but me plus 50 people need to come in because actually we need to see that doctor as well. Emotion-wise, if I was in pictures, I'd be like, well, I want you, I've got a family. I know your children need, need, your children need assessing or whatever, whatever. But intelligence-wise, you're like, actually, that's going to drain resources. So that's yeah. my point. Does that, does that make sense? I'm trying to simplify it. Yeah, to a degree. What's your actual So where, 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 does, where does it lie? Emotional intelligence versus IQ. Where, where did your mind I'm trying to say, because he said, give me an example where IQ might outweigh emotional intelligence. Okay, I get you. I understand. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get you. No, I understand where you're coming from. I just, I, I could get at that I've got to an example where we can finally understand. That's, that's my fault for Billy Dalian. I mean, but that's between, I, yeah. I understand what you mean. But, so tell me then, what's your thoughts there? Um, I'll say fantastic, but far as I'm concerned, I'll say fantastic, but far as I'm yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Let's leave that. Yeah, Let's I'm saying, I'll, I'll go, I'll go far as I'm concerned. The NHS is full of immigrants. So we, we, we get rid of those and then we're crippled again. So change uh, the example. Yeah. Yeah. book review by Daniel Goldman, please. Hey, right. For me, yeah, as I said, I think at times each can outweigh each other, but, but both are very important. And as I said, depending on the situation, um, you might, I might say emotional intelligence far away is um, IQ and also spin the books around IQ might away emotional intelligence. I don't think, I don't think, I, as you said, give no, us an no, example. No, yeah, give you an example. Don't, don't throw no. blanket statements out there. That's what he was no, like. I've just given you an example. I'm just give... balance. You said yeah. one of the other. So it almost yeah. says, no, very bad I'm example. I'm saying that they're that, that, very yes, bad examples. You said that. I've said that. So I know I've said that. Are you trying to be different? I'm not trying to be different. Are you trying to be different? No, because what I'm saying is, I, you, neither of you said I, there's a situation where IQ outweighs emotional intelligence. That's because I, I said you, I don't I, think there is. I think there's. And I'm balance. trying to say, actually, there, there can be. I'm saying there is a balance overall. You could think there about is a balance overall. Scenarios. Uh, right. I'm saying there is a balance overall, but I think when you go into the middle school of it, there can be situations where one will outweigh the other. Of course. And it, it, it comes down to a situ- each individual situation. I think what I've said is, I think, like, I so, where, so, sorry, so where Daniel Goldman on the title of this book says why it can matter more than IQ, I'm saying that's quite a broad statement. You need to break that down and actually say, actually, they, can, they both matter as much as each other and it depends, it's situational. That's my thoughts. Okay. I think that's the beauty of a part of the, the title because it draws you in because it's quite a broad statement to say why it can matter. That's, that's what was your, hit, okay, throughout the book, the throughout the book, what was your feeling? Because throughout the book, my feeling was Daniel Goldman aired on the side of emotional tension definitely is of more important or as important. There's no, there's not, there's not, there's no way IQ outweighs emotional intelligence because that's in not any situation. Put across. Say that again? That's not the argument he's trying to put across. But did you not get this underlying theme that he thought emotional intelligence was more important than IQ? From yes the examples or no? he gives, 100% yes. I think he's probably trying to stress the importance of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. But I can be honest, if that is the question he's posing, I would probably lean onto his side because I think, I'm, I've said it anyway, I think there's probably a bigger balance of, like if we had, say, 10 different examples, it's more likely emotional intelligence would trump IQ. 
personally, all right, Trump IQ in terms of drastically, I don't think you're going to find yourself in a situation where IQ is going to far outweigh emotional intelligence. Because I think where you need a lot of IQ, you definitely need a lot of emotional intelligence. And they've got to be there. Balance. Yeah, it's got to be a big balance, my personal opinion. I think if you're working in finance or working in, in politics, if you are lacking emotional intelligence, you are done out here. You are done. If you're working in finance, you've got no emotional intelligence, you're finished. Whereas if you're traveling, which I've, like, I've, I've stayed a few times, obviously, on the podcast, you need a lot of emotional intelligence. I'll Far give you that. more, I've, probably, than you need I've IQ. I've traveled with you, and I know the importance of just being able to have a conversation with someone. Just and and the fact that almost I think I can't remember what, you, what the term was we used, but it was something. It's a current like your currency is actually you. Your 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 own currency almost. is like your experiences. Your your just you is a currency. Oh, we're looking at a chessboard. So like you can have all the knowledge in the world in regards to playing chess, but there's going to come a point where you're going to need to make decisions. Forget not forget IQ. You've now used your IQ to understand what decisions you have available to you. Now you need to use your emotional intelligence, whereas reading the board, reading your opponent, and then making a decision on what you need to do next. Well, I would say in that that's life. Actually, I think that's a great, great analogy. But if you're playing against a computer, how do you use emotional intelligence? Um, you you personally need to make a decision on what you feel is best for you. Well, that's life again, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, but you wouldn't base that on raw emotion only. No, you've got a decision. So um, IQ is, you've got the options in front of you. You can move this piece, this piece, this piece, or this piece. All right. You've now read your opponent as to what options are potentially available to them. You now have to decipher and break down what is the best decision for you. You may decide, you know what, I want to go on the offensive. That's which IQ. May- no, no, oh, no, I'm saying I've given you the IQ. So IQ is the options available. Yes? Yeah. Options available. Now um, EQ is, is, is um... yeah, now making a decision, actually, what decision am I going to make? So, Within the IQ, all right, you may decide to be really offensive, but your emotional intelligence goes, actually, if I do that, I leave myself open. And then somewhere along the line, you'll funnel as to what you feel is the best decision for you. All right, so we all agree there's a balance of some sort. Yeah? We initially did, then you we, tried No, we do. Uh, all I've done, else. I just try, no, I try we to be devil's advocate. Just try, I try my best, and whether it come across as decent examples or not, I don't know, but I try my best to say, do you know what? There are times where IQ will outweigh emotional intelligence. You guys sat on the fence, Got what? splinters. What? I just said. And just said. And just said. Yeah, they both matter. But they do. No, I know. But you didn't. You didn't actually try and break it down and say actually IQ far outweighs emotional intelligence. You got splinters. My, my views on the book. My views on the book. Similar to you guys. I don't. My views on the book. Similar to you guys. And I don't want to sound like a like almost like all broken records. But the first, I felt like the book. The first couple of chapters, it focused too much on the science behind it. And I understand why it's done that. It's trying to give you a, a, a kind a of, a, some background behind it. It's not just trying to be all wishy-washy. It's actually, yeah, actually it's here's some scientific, here's our scientific proof we're providing to you as to why we've written this book and why we believe this. Here's the scientific. And then afterwards, we give you some, some kind of, some, some, some stories, some Life generalization. Jokes. Yeah, yeah. So that was tough to get through. I'm not going to lie. And it almost put me off reading the whole book. Those those first yeah, chapters. You both were saying that. Yeah. You both but, like, I enjoyed, yeah. Go on, once you once you get into the book, there are some good stories in there. And there's and there are things in there that make you think. Like there was really, really good examples, one of which you've spoken about French, about the married couple who always used to argue. Then I think they went and saw someone who recommended who who done ran some some tests on them and said, This is your heartbeat at when you when you're having an argument, your heartbeat rises to this. You you can't think strategically once you're you can't you can't think um I don't know what the correct term is. Clearly, yes. Clearly, um, once your heart begins to that, and that's why then you obviously explode, it causes your partner to explode, and actually you don't even remember what the 
what the actual cause of the argument was. So you don't actually resolve it. So that was really good because I gave it, I remember giving an example, one of my friends who, him and I used to have this conversation where they're both, he'd go in a slanging match with his partner and nothing was resolved. And actually he now, if they have a little bicker, he'll go out for a walk or he'll just, he'll just walk out. He says, no point because we're shouting, we're not resolving anything. And then they'll come back later. And so I actually, I've got real life experience of, of that, which I can relate, or not me, but which I know people can relate to. Um, out of five, I'll give the book, I'll probably give it a, a three and a half again. I'll probably give it a three and a half. No, no, I'll probably give it a three and a half. I'll probably give it a three and a half. And the only reason why, I think it, it is really good. I think it is really good. The only reason why it won't get any higher than a three and a half is because I do feel like Daniel Goldman aired, and I understand the book is, do you know what, take into account emotional intelligence, how important it is. But at the same time, Daniel Goldman throughout, there's an underlying theme that he believes in emotional intelligence and he's going to give you He's going to give you all the kind of the backdrop to emotional intelligence on why it's so important. And to be honest, I think I'll need to read or come across some kind of um, an article or a book or some kind of substance which provides me with with um, with some intellect on why IQ is so important and maybe why IQ it might be important in emotional intelligence. It'll be interesting to find out what subjects you might find IQ is far away as emotional intelligence. Maybe I'll do my own research based Maybe on that. Maybe you should. And come, and come back to you. Because you, you haven't done that today. And come, <laughs> back to you, come back to you guys based on that. Yeah, come back to um, you. Do the research. Apart we'll, from that, we'll wait. Apart from that, it's not, it's not one of the top books I'd recommend, but it's definitely worth a read if you're looking for a book to read. And especially if, you, if you're someone who tends to fly off the handle quite a bit and you can't control your emotions. And maybe, and it'll be worth reading that because it, it it will make you realise how you react or how you are perceived by other people when you react like that. So yeah, that's my book review. Uh, from reading the book, how, is it, how would you think it's impacted your life? It's helped um, because I am, you guys know that obviously I've, I'm with someone in my life who, who yeah, we, we have a very good relationship. Um, but, interesting. Say that again? But we're, interesting. we're similar characters. We're very similar characters in that we can, we can, we're very, how can I put it? Fiery. No, no, we can be fiery at times. We can be fiery. We can be fiery. No, it's not chalk and cheese. It's just silly. Just play. I'm just playing with this guy. Come on, man. We can be fiery at times. If we get wound up, we can be fiery. And actually, this book oh, helps me because I realise us being fiery at the same time, there's not, nothing good comes from it. And there's no, there's no kind of, there's no resolution or no resolving of, of, a, of the reason why a situation has arose. So with this book, it actually helps me to just sit back and think, do you know what? If my partner reaches a certain level where actually I realise nothing can be resolved, just take on board what they say. Just let them have their say. Take it on board. Keep calm. Tell your best to keep calm. And then have a conversation a couple of minutes later. So I have taken on board some of the stuff. And also in my working world, it's really good as well because I realise how important it is to build and maintain relationships within the working environment. Whatever sector you work in, you realise how small your sector is and it's important to build up relationships and just, you know, it's almost like, not to play on people's egos, but find out what some, makes someone tick and then kind of, you know, get them to a situation, get, 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 get it to a point whereby when you've, they've left that conversation, they're like, actually, person's a really nice guy and I work with him again. Or I'll remember that name or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a small world. But yeah, that's what it's assisting. Cool. Any questions, P, for me? Oh, no, no. I think you've asked. Cool. Yeah, that's our book review. Um, 
Yeah, anyone that's listening, all the people that are listening, leave comments and reviews. We need we need comments and reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram. And definitely helps the ratings. We definitely need ratings on the iTunes and on the I don't can you do ratings on SoundCloud? I don't think you can. Just, they can just heart. So they can like it. Yeah. And recommend, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as Pocker said earlier, it'll be interesting to find out your thoughts and views on whether emotional intelligence is more important than IQ or vice versa, or actually they're both as important as each other, or it's situational, as I believe. I think we all agreed it was situational. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. I don't know where he said that. Just change, just change the whole, the whole narrative. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for listening. <laughs>